Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special Valentine's Day episode of Holding Court. Today, Justin and I are taking all your hard-hitting love and relationship advice questions, and he makes a special announcement about a place that he loves, all coming up right now on Holding Court. Hi there, Valentine. Happy Valentine, Valentine. Isn't that a DJ on the radio? DJ yeah. Valentine. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> well, happy Valentine's Day. Today's his special day. I, I guess. Yeah. Or he probably he probably gets a lot of Valentines on Valentine's Day because he's DJ Valentine. I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. We're back to the scene of the crime. We're back in Arizona, and this is actually where we recorded the first podcast. So it feels like we're going back to our roots today. Didn't it seem like so long ago? Well, it wasn't a year ago, but it was, what, beginning mid-March, I guess? Mid-March. It was right when we got shut down last year. We're getting there. Almost there. It's almost been a year. That's true. We took a little hiatus for a minute, but... A year of the pod. We're back. One year of the pod is coming up. I love it. We have... I feel like a talk show host. We have such an exciting episode for you today. This one is going to be fun, though. Anyone that knows me knows I am obsessed with, well, Dr. Phil, but I'm obsessed with, do you guys remember that show? It's long gone, but it was Sex Talk with Sue, and it was this little old lady from Canada, and she would just give sex advice and try out toys and all not herself but wait, demonstrate wait. them on a counter <laughs> there's something i don't know are we doing something i don't know about in this episode, we're not doing or? any toy demos today but <laughs> also my sister she's i don't know she's gonna listen to this but she's older than me that's no secret you might be surprised by that she's older so she would listen to it was on q101 which was our chicago radio station she would listen to love line late at night mm-hmm. do you remember that with i do um adam carolla yep and Dr. Drew and she would always listen to it like I feel like it was one of those like sneaky at night listening to it I don't know if my mom would have been mad that she was listening to it but me being four years younger I was getting exposed to all this lovely love advice if you want to call it that (laughs) from a young age so I've always wanted to be the advice guru I wanted to be like Dr. Phyllis in my life and so I figured Valentine's Day was a perfect time to ask people to send us their love and relationship questions and we would just hit them with whatever advice. And I'm nervous because I feel like since this is my first time on the record giving advice that I want to do really well, but I don't know, maybe I'll mess it up. But to be honest, I feel like you always hear about matchmakers and all these people and a lot of times they're single or they're divorced and no one really has it figured out. It's just about, I guess, giving advice and I don't know. Are you more of like an advice person or would you rather just have validation for what you think you want to do? Um, I, I think I'm more of a validation person, but I, I want some advice here. Do I just give advice randomly as to what I think is best or do we speak on behalf of our relationship and what advice we'd give based on our relationship? No one should do what we did. No, I'm kidding. Wow. <laughs> No, I just mean our situation was so different and I'm sure it'll come up like a little through here, but 
we started obviously long distance and our timeline was different and all of that jazz. So I don't know. I feel like it's definitely unique to everyone's situation. So I think you kind of use your own experience or maybe your friend's experience or just old classic advice. Are you nervous? I'm a little nervous, but I'll do my best. Well, this is coming out on Valentine's Day. So unfortunately, we're not going to help anyone get a Valentine in time <laughs> for Valentine's Day. That's but maybe okay. for President's Day, they'll have a Valentine and they'll or their relationship will improve greatly by our advice. You know what? If we can help one person on here, it'll be worth it. I love it. Well, before we even get into our advice, I feel like everyone did get an early President's Day, Valentine's Day gift with you re-signing with the old squad yeah that was uh it was a wild day yesterday um we were actually we packed up the car driving in separate cars and we're on our way out to arizona when it became official and we had to pull over on the side of the 10 freeway <laughs> we did i oh thankfully because there's a lot of stretches driving out from la to arizona for those of you that have made that beautiful drive. And we were lucky that when you called me and you're like, okay, it's official. I was like, we're going to pull over at a rest stop. And there was a sign that just appeared and it said rest area two miles. So got in the left lane and did a little bobbin and weaving and pulled up and did it. And I think it's cool that you announced it. I think it's great. I think that's kind of how it should be. A lot of things kind of trickle out and leak and a lot of times they're not true, but I think that's such a badass power move to be like, I'm back baby. Well, I'm glad I announced it too, but not just because I wanted to be first, but <laughs> which had a lot to do with it. But, Comment um, first. <laughs> but no, I had so many fans, so many Dodger fans reaching out to me every single day, like announce it, announce it. When are you coming back? When are you coming back? And obviously, you know, the Dodgers and the fans have a huge piece of my heart and um, I was hoping it would all work out. And when it did... Uh, I literally couldn't pull over fast enough. I know you tried to stop before the rest area. And I was like, we have to do this safely. We're not going to pull over on the side of the road and put the hazards on. I mean, yeah. I would have, but I don't know. I just, I was so excited and I couldn't wait to, to announce it. And, um, yes, I guess you guys have put it together. We did make that little video before we got on the road, hoping that it would be official. Maybe we did them for a few teams. Maybe I went on <laughs> fanatics and ordered a bunch of different bags and we staged a few and then we picked uh, the right one. I, you know what? Trevor, <laughs> Trevor would have done that. I don't know. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It's the side of the road, the rest stop. It's all part of the, the glamour. I do think it is, it's hard because you have friends and family that say, will you tell me before it it breaks or I don't want to read about it. Like if you're saying you're going, I don't want to read about it online. And so it's that weird thing of like, okay, at least you say it and they're not reading it. Well, from like I didn't want to read it. I didn't want to read about it online either. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's why I wanted to let everyone know. Yeah. Um, first. So obviously I'm very excited and I think, you know, the fans, the Dodger fans have had such a huge role in this. I mean, my social media literally every day the entire off season was sign back, sign back. When you gonna sign back, we love you. Don't know what it's gonna be like without you. And I, I really do feel like that overwhelming uh, presence and sub of support kind of, you know, helped get it done. So I gotta say thank you to the Dodger fans and I couldn't be more happy to be 
back in Dodger blue. And we both have to say thank you to Brett, who on Twitter is Miles and Beers. Love it. Yeah. And he posted last night and just said to celebrate Justin signing back, let's all show love and support to the foundation. And when we got into Arizona, our email was just packed with, I don't know, probably 100 Dal- Dalmatians. Dalmatian. That's kind of cool. No, no, it was 101. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. We had so stupid. We had a. Are you okay? Hold on. We're going to need a second. She's got to compose. Sorry. That one. I just thought of like. We had. We had. It was literally like a hundred donations. And our email was just littered with. Littered. Dalmatian littered with. With donations. Okay. So. Wow. This is. Okay. Wow. Okay. Anyways, Brett. Brett, thank you, Brett. That was so cool. And so amazing. another reason why we love the Dodger fans and love all that support. And I'm really, really excited to post a photo and not have every single comment say, tell your Justin, tell your Justin to sign. I need, I swear it's like noon right now. I'm, I'm fine. What's happening? <laughs> I've lost it. She has a tear rolling down. I don't cry right for, a, I won't cry so at your hard. wedding, but I'll cry right now from laughing so hard. Oh my gosh. Uh, Okay, well. Let's pull it back. Let's reel it back in. I am. It's fine. I'm a professional. So this is what professionals <laughs> do. Are you ready? Anyway, anyways, Brett, awesome. Brett, that was so totally cool. cool. Keep we'll, them coming. Well, actually, I, I haven't retweeted. I'm going to go on and retweet it after we get done recording this. And uh, hopefully you guys go and, and say thank you to Brett, too. What a, what I know. Awesome I get gesture. text response anxiety of when I have pending like messages and texts where I feel like I can't do anything else in my day before I get back to people. But I really love the double tap, like the heart feature, because then it says, I see you, I love you, but I'm going to get back yeah, to you when sure. I get unpacked and settled. And The new reply <laughs> feature is awesome, too, to like when you're in a group text and you can go and reply to something that was like yeah. sent 30 texts ago. I, I really like one. that one. Yeah. All right, so let's get into the reason why we're here on Valentine's Day. So when I posted this, I kind of told everyone to respond to my message with kind of the radio format, because obviously I talked about this. I think on the first episode, it was my dream to have a radio show called Call or Go Ahead, where people kind of like love songs on the coast and Delilah and Karen Sharp and all that. But I said name, age, and where you're writing from. And so... It's perfect. And I was I was nervous that people weren't going to send me their information. Oh, they did. Oh, they did. They put a lot of faith into us they or did. me. I don't know. I guess I kind of said it was for the podcast. I was kind of unclear that we were going to answer all of them on this week's show. But we definitely won't be able to get to all of them. But let's just dive. Should we just dive in? Well, I think we should just make sure everyone's fully aware that we are not experts in this. We we're don't just, hold us responsible. Yeah, we're just giving you our, our opinions. I've and definitely had messages of people asking me for advice and I, i feel like I'm better maybe in writing on advice. I'm more thoughtful. We'll see. Yeah. I would take court's advice more than mine probably in this segment, but I don't know what the questions are. So we'll see how it goes. Okay. All right. So let's just dive on <laughs> Andrea right. 42. From West Covina. Okay. Wants to know, how do you keep the spark on the road when you're traveling? This is more for us, I think. Unless she has a partner that's traveling. Yeah. And I, wants I mean, to I spark think this it up. Is, I think this is the perfect question to answer it based on our relationship. Okay. Do you want to go first? I'm nervous. <laughs> 
I'm nervous. I don't know. I think, you know, obviously, um, court travels a lot with me. So a lot of times she's there. The spark's there right next the, to you. The spark's right next to me. But when she can't travel, you know, obviously we talk on the phone and text a ton and FaceTime and, you know, she usually has the dogs at home. So constantly checking in on the pups and she's sending me, I don't know, 50, 60, 70 pictures and videos of the dogs. Oh, of the dogs. <laughs> of the dogs <laughs> playing around and, and goofing off. And we just kind of, I don't know. I, when you're with me, you know, we're talking all day. So when I'm not with you, I'm, I feel like we're constantly talking all day and it's just a weird to not talk to you for I a don't know if time. we're not if we're like talking all day because I feel like there's the good morning text and then whatever say hello check in with your day and then you're off to the field I'm not a big text you while you're at the field person I feel yeah. like in the beginning when you would text me and you were at the field I felt really special because I'm like oh he's thinking of me when he's at work and now I I know you're thinking of me all the time but I do feel like being on the road and being away is kind of what keeps the spark because it's that true. mystery and we have a chance to miss each other. And especially this past year, no one was missing anybody <laughs> in their relationship because you were just so on top of one another. So I feel like when you do go away, it gives that chance to have that missing each other and like wanting to be near each other and obviously having that renewed appreciation for that person being next to you. So I don't know. I feel like it's nice to send little messages of like, oh, I missed you last night. I didn't sleep well because you weren't here kind of thing. But I definitely think that the being away is the important part. Yeah, I think that's the hardest part for you is the sleeping part, right? Yeah, I'm not good. I just naturally am a nervous sleeper um, being home alone. But now that I have my little pups, I feel a little better. Um, sometimes I'll have friends stay over just so I sleep a little better. But I don't know. I feel like you just get used to someone being there and you wake up and they're not next to you and you're like, oh, shit. I'm alone. <laughs> I, I think that's the hardest part for me is knowing that you're uncomfortable being home alone. So, um, you know, that's the hardest part about falling asleep and, and whatnot. And I guess we're kind of getting off track here about keeping the spark. But when when I do go on the road and you're at home or you go on the road and I'm at home, um, just knowing that you're uncomfortable, like being by yourself is tough on me. And I love the fact that you have friends over or now we have Rigby and Moon, um, so I feel a little bit better about it. Yeah. Um, but it also makes me, uh, I can't wait to get home so you can be comfortable again and, and sleep a little easier. I like that. No, I think with everything, I think it's always important to have your own lives and go out. Even if we're in the same city, you going out and grabbing a drink with someone. Obviously, it's different right now and what you're allowed to do during the season and all that, but... I think it's important to have, you know, the time away and the girls' nights and all of that so you have that chance to miss each other. I think that's the biggest thing is is getting so comfortable that you just fall into those routines. So I think that would be my best advice. I know we talked a lot about that, but there were that was probably a majority of the questions we're asking about us long distance. Yeah. So Okay, first one out of the way. Now we can <laughs> exhale and really get down to the nitty gritty. You're way better at this than me already. Okay. What do you do? Oh, this is Aaliyah 21 from Irvine. What do you do if they like you, but they don't want a relationship? What do you do if they like you, but they don't want a relationship? 
Um, I think that's kind of a cop out because I feel like if they like you, they would naturally want to be with you. And I think if they're saying, oh, I like you, but I don't want a relationship. I mean, they could have their priorities in line. It could be someone that values their school, their work, their all of that at the time being. But I also feel like it could be someone that's just not that interested. And so they're saying, oh, I like you, but I don't really want to be in a relationship. And maybe they're trying to string along like a friends with benefits situation. I agree. I think, yeah, if they're saying that, then, you know, they want to keep you close and don't want you to move on, but they also don't want to make that, that commitment to you. So I don't know. Tell them to, what's the old saying? Shit or get off the pot. I guess that's the old saying. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Okay. How, what, how do I get my husband to put clothes on the laundry basket, but not on the floor? Lindsay 29 from Edmonton, Alberta, our neighbors to the North. So we actually, we've been getting in a very organizational mood since quarantine. And obviously I've always loved organization, but I think we did kind of an overhaul. Now I have my daily schedule of everything I do cleaning wise. And you and I actually, well, I introduced you to, uh, Marie Kondo, the life-changing magic of tidying up. And you may laugh, but this man is very serious about his folding now. And especially in his underwear drawer. The other day I was folding his boxer briefs. For those of you that were going to ask boxers or briefs <laughs> <laughs> for Justin. And I did the fold over, you know, the the one third, the one third, and then the roll up. And I handed it to him to put away. And he was like, uh, uh-uh, this isn't going to cut it for my folding. So I think now Justin does have a sense of pride in his items and his laundry and his clothing. So I think if you maybe make it a little more interesting, maybe introduce, um, Lindsay, introduce your husband to Marie Kondo or there's the show on Netflix. I think the home edit. Yep. Is a good one that's that just, one. I feel like that kind of inspired us that put the spark back in our relationship. Yeah. I mean, I've always <laughs> been kind of, I like things to be in place, but I still have my faults. I still have. Oh, my, you'll set just, clothes on top of the laundry yeah, basket. Just it's the other true. night I set a pair of sweatpants on top of the laundry basket and court was like, really? All no, I just, I ask you the, the <laughs> obvious question. I say, are these supposed to be on here and then you're like well no I was actually I only put them on to run and check the mail I'm gonna refold them and then I just refolded them for you yeah but you probably woke up in the middle of the night and redid the Marie Kondo we're not perfect no but we can be we can all be better or just put your husband's clothes in the laundry basket for him I don't know that seems easier maybe each have your own roles like you have certain roles that I like obviously you take the trash out you clean up the little dog area different things that are kind of like designated as your tasks maybe laundry is well, yeah we, but share we, laundry. we both do laundry i would say i know but for her i would say if you Lindsay, if you are the one doing all the laundry and he leaves his clothes on the floor just don't do his laundry <laughs> and be like hey look at if you want me to wash your stuff then put it in the basket if not um, it's not going to get washed and when you go to wear it the next time and it's all dirty and you're like why is my stuff dirty you say well it wasn't in the basket i only wash stuff that's in the basket that's my advice. Savage. Maybe maybe a little harsh, but savage. Okay, another one. <laughs> is it hard for you to travel so often? I um, still have like full anxiety when I'm packing, but I I love traveling. I love adventures. I think that's the thing that everyone is missing so much is being able to travel and all of that. I feel like being away, again, I think it's important that 
you're gone. Like, obviously I didn't have the option to travel with you last year until the playoffs. So it was just how it was. So I think that was good. It gave us a chance to be apart and, and miss each other. But we're different travelers. So court likes oh, yeah. to wait till the day of to pack. She likes to show up at the very last minute. Oh, it's a game. Airport. It's like a competition when they're like, um, you made it by one minute. I'm she, like 10 points. She wants to be the last one on the plane. I'm the other way. Like I, if we have a trip coming up, I like to plan it out like the week before or a couple of days before and start getting packed up. And when I wake up day of travel, I want everything to be ready except for my toiletries and phone chargers Mm -mm. and, and whatever the little small things are. So I've never heard a pre-board announcement. I'll just say that. Oh man, it drives me crazy. (laughs) If they're not calling my name over the intercom, it is, it's just not a normal day. Look, I'm not trying to be the airport four hours before my flight, but I, I like to have, you know, 30 minutes to an hour so I can go into the store, grab a magazine and a snack or, you know, that's fair. Go grab a small bite to eat or something. I don't know. You just want to like sprint through security and get on the plane and take off all at once. I like an adrenaline rush before I I go. Oh man. I will say we did go early for when we did our Dubai trip through the Dodgers for Emirates and went in the lounge and that was cool. They have showers and food and drinks and all that, but you're like, what is this establishment? What is this? (laughs) (laughs) They have a lounge. I know. Maybe if I had a, I had access to a lounge and that would be nice, but I just, I, I don't know. I calculate my time and I feel like I should add an extra hour onto everything I do, but you should, here we are. I, I agree. I know. <laughs> I give you the play by play too. I'm like, Oh gosh, I only have nine minutes. I just parked. Oh my gosh. Da, 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 like freaking out, babe. I don't think there's any more flights today. What am I going to do? And then I make it and then I'm like heading through security. <laughs> it's kind of like every time she makes it, I'm like, damn it. I, I just want her to it not just, make it one time so she can learn her lesson. But also I don't want to have to deal with her not making a it's flight so it's kind of like a double-edged sword yeah, i don't know it's not great anyways Oof, a little off know. track Sorry. okay whose question was that um that afrin. was afrin we don't have a location or an age hmm. use your imagination okay ricky 27 from oakland wants to know okay her man is all about her with words but his actions are inconsistent so he's saying all the right things, but then when it's time to shine, he's not shining. He's dull. Yeah. Something's going on. He's not getting that clutch hit in the ninth, you know, he's not. Um, that's, I don't like that. I don't like that. I think you have to prove yourself with actions. I'd rather you not tell me. I'd rather you show me. I think it's just a conversation. You just say, Hey, look, like everything sounds great, but maybe a little more follow through will will go a lot further and you know help our relationship go to the next level. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't say. I don't. I know guess if it you're depends what it is. Like it's, if it's saying like, oh, we should move in together, but then he's not making the move to move in together, or if they're just starting to date and he's saying, oh, I want to see you more, but then not making plans. I think it's like there's such a range of what it could be, but I think at the end of the day, you have to kind of. This is the first time I've seen you nervous on the podcast. I'm just thinking. I know you're very thoughtful and like you kind of, you're like usually biting your think. lip a little. I know you usually I don't like, think on here. I just say, I feel the weight stuff. of people's lives on our shoulders right now. I mean, I don't know. I, I think that the answer to most relationship problems starts with communication. And I think that if 
you're not letting your man know that, you know, you want a little more follow through, then how's he ever going to know? So I would just say, sit him down and say, Hey, look, like you're saying all these things, but I, a little more follow through would make me feel a lot better. And I think it would make us a lot happier. And I mean, who's going to say no to that? Yeah, I agree. Okay. Joanna 29 from Upland is asking how to deal with long distance, which we did and said she's trying to plan a wedding long distance, Ooh. which is a doozy. I mean, we had a little bit of that because we were planning our wedding during the season. So I was traveling and mm-hmm. there was stuff that was coming up when we weren't together. We got married in Mexico, so I did the scouting trip without you, and then I went down and finalized the menu, all the locations, and everything by myself, which I guess you had to trust me to pick the right menu and flowers and place setting. I mean, my thought was I feel like I was a little different of a bride because I didn't really... I mean, I had an incredible planner, but I don't put a lot of weight in flowers and place settings and tables and higher low centerpieces, that kind of thing. So I was kind of like, I need a good menu and a good DJ and I want everyone to have fun. So I think you actually had more input on things than I would have expected. And I think that happens with a lot of brides too. They think that their husband is just like, eh, whatever, do what you want. But then you present them with options for flowers and they suddenly have an input on your settings. Well, yeah, I think if, if, I think you just have to divvy up some responsibilities, especially if you're planning the wedding from, and not being with each other, right? Like you plan up, you divvy up the responsibilities and then, uh, let him do some stuff. You do some stuff and then you come together and talk about it and see if you like it. And, and then you both feel like you're carrying equal, equal weight in planning the wedding. And then my one favorite piece of wedding advice that I'll give you right now is, you know, you spend, I don't know, some people spend two, three years planning weddings. Um, you spend all this time planning this wedding and you want everything to go perfect. And the thing that I try to remind everyone, and this is some advice that I got is your guests at the wedding have no idea what anything is supposed to look like. They have no idea what the flowers are supposed to be like. They have no idea where they're supposed to be. They have no idea what's going on. They're just there to enjoy you guys and have fun and support you. So if something doesn't go right or something's not in the right place, don't worry about it because no one's even going to know anyway. You're the only one that knows that it's not the way you wanted it. So yeah, take that, take that pressure off of yourself and, and make sure you enjoy the night. Yeah. I think with technology, it's easier. I remember FaceTiming you at a lot of my appointments when you were free and showing you different things and place settings and you're like, that's great. Or, you know, different locations at our hotel that we were getting married. So technology is definitely helpful now um, to incorporate that. So good luck with all that. Yeah. Good luck. (laughs) Okay. What you want to hit us with one baby? I don't know. I don't know. You're doing good. You're the host. I'm just here to give my two cents. Okay. Um, all right. When should I decide to give up or try harder? This one's coming at us anonymous. Ooh. I don't like the try harder because I feel like I've been in those situations. Sorry, baby. I did, um, have a past before you, but I feel like you are in those (laughs) situations where you are trying to put so much effort or you're trying to be someone that you're not. And I think 
realizing now that you love me through all of my crazy and everywhere in between that you don't need to kind of, I mean, yes, make an effort in terms of like opening yourself up and being vulnerable and communicating in that sense. But I don't think try harder in the sense of being someone that you're not because that then you're, that's, it's almost like you're in a relationship that's not authentic and it's almost a fraudulent version of yourself and you want that person to see you for you. Yeah. I I think there's a big difference between not being yourself and then also growing and evolving in a relationship. So, um, obviously you don't want to be a completely different person just to impress someone because, you know, then you're going to have to carry that act on for the rest of your life. Otherwise, uh, your partner's going to be in for a surprise, but also, you know, we all have stuff that we have to work on and grow and, and get better at. So there's a big difference between being yourself and, um, you know, making adjustments and changes and, lifestyle decisions to make you a better partner in your relationship, I guess. I do remember the feeling of when I first was like, okay, this is the guy when, you know, we would have our fights or arguments or anything. And, you know, I would show a little of my crazy. And then the next morning, you know, I would look over and you're still there. And I was like, oh shit, like this guy, (laughs) sorry about that, babe. Now looking back, but like you were there and you were in it. And I feel like that's, not excusing any behaviors or anything like that, but I was like, okay, this guy is actually here and he sees me through all of this or anything that I would bring up or that I would be upset by. You were always still there. And so I think that, I don't know, that was kind of that moment of realization for me, I guess of like, oh, this guy is, is really cares about me and he's here. I do really care about you. And I have moments of I guess regrettable moments as well in the relationship, but, and you're always there as well. And you're actually, I think are better at moving on and turning the page and, um, you know, settling back down when we have our arguments. I think you do it a little faster than I do. Uh, I need to use the dogs a lot. You do use the dogs a lot, but I, like if I'm upstairs and we had an argument, I'm like, Oh, moon wants you to come upstairs and get her. She wants to see you. <laughs> I'm like, but we're different. Like when we have a disagreement or an argument, like I want to go off and have space and time to recoup and gather my thoughts. And you don't, you want to like just be right there in it the entire time. So I'm a slingshot. <laughs> just come right back. A boomerang, you mean? Fuck, does the slingshot just go? Did you drop an F-bomb? Is that your first F-bomb? <laughs> <laughs> I'll you're, have to beep that out. You're on one today. No, I think Sue dropped a few, but I think I edited most of them out. Oh, man. Um, I'm a boomerang. No, a boomerang. I meant like the snap, like a rubber band. Rubber band, there you go. Whatever. You, I know, everyone knew what <laughs> you were talking about. Yeah. So, I don't know. I hope we answered your question. Anonymous. Anonymous. Okay. Craig 43 from Sydney. I would butcher that name. Canada, our neighbor to the North. Craig wants to know how to meet an older lady, but he's 43. He's not old. I mean, I guess like in the terms of like the bachelor contestants, he's older. I'm not sure what you're asking there, Craig. Craig, I think online is the best bet right now, especially in COVID times, or maybe go somewhere. I don't know. I had this roommate and she was always like, I 
don't know how I'm not meeting anyone. And all she would do is like drive to work, stop at Wendy's on the way home and go to bed. And I just kept being like, well, where are you going to meet someone on the 405? (laughs) Which I've done. (laughs) (laughs) It's a conversation for another day. You know that story. But anyways. (laughs) Do I court? (laughs) Oh man. With the T-Mobile sidekick. No, that's a good one. That's a funny one for another day. But I would always say like you have to go somewhere where you're going to meet someone. I know that's tricky kind of right now. So that's why I shift to the online. There's we miss the dating app window. Like I feel like after we met, that was when Tinder and all of these dating apps kind of took off. So I'm I'm always intrigued when I see my friends swiping. I'm like, let me do a round for you and see what's going on out here. Yeah. And they're always like, it's so bad, Courtney. It's Slim Pickens on here. I'm like, I feel you. It's tough. And so I feel like Craig I don't know. Are there still chat rooms? Are there still Yahoo chat rooms? I used to hang out in, in like the Tamagotchi ones back in the day and like the Beanie Babies chat rooms. My question is why, why, why do you want, why are you limiting yourself to an older lady? Why does it matter if she's older or younger? Maybe he's done the dance with the younger girls and they just want to use them and lose them. Maybe he's ready to, maybe older. He just means age appropriate. I think like a good range, maybe 35 to 50 for him. I can see that. I don't know. That's a great question. I know it's tough because normally I would say like, oh, at a sporting event or, you know, a Barnes and Noble. I don't know. <laughs> Barnes and Noble coffee shop. If anyone has can't someone go to these places now, though. So I know that's, that's why I said part. online is kind of are there like online speed dating? Maybe that's a thing. I always wanted to do speed dating and I want to just go with a friend to speed dating just to see how it works because it sounds so fun. And so maybe a speed dating when. Cause that's quick and you can't get COVID and a speed dating, right? Maybe there's a plexiglass now. Yeah. I don't know. It's I like think a round Robin situation. I think if I was online. If you have someone for Craig, dating. send them our way. Maybe you have a, an older age appropriate lady for Craig. In Cape Breton, Canada. Canada. That's Cape fine. Britain. Miles can't separate hearts that care. I hope I said that right. Sydney, Cape I didn't even bother. Canada. So good for you. We should ask Tyler how to say that. And I'm sure he knows. I love it. Okay. I didn't mark this one as one we were going to do, but I'm going to touch on it. Vanessa 28, Anaheim. wonder if she's a Dodger fan. How do you know when it's time to move in together? <laughs> Why are you grinning? Because when Your we little moved. little Cheshire cat smile over there. <laughs> because our, our move in situation was just. I mean, not normal. You kind of just like bogarted your way into my apartment one by one. Well, it was tricky because you were in New York and then obviously I had my place in LA. So when you came back home, we had been, I don't think, I think when you first came home, we had been apart for like a month at that point, right? Yeah. And so when you came home, we just wanted to spend a bunch of time together. Cause even when I went out to visit you, like it's hard during the season to even really see you that long. So, and I didn't have anything set up for the off season. So I was just staying at my parents' house. Yeah. And so I feel like you just kind of started staying over and then obviously I have my own system. So you would bring stuff eventually I had to get, I think you maybe just took a drawer and then I think one day you went to Walmart and got this plastic, like rubber made three drawer thing. I did. And just started <laughs> taking over. And then we got a closet, a little. Yeah. Then you got a, you literally got an Ikea wardrobe and built that. <laughs> and then you just kind of were there. I don't know if this is answering. Again, Vanessa's that's not question. the right way. No, I think it has to make sense. I think, I don't know. 
I like the idea of being in a good place separately. I don't think moving in fixes anything. If anything, it exposes any cracks in your relationship. So I think you do have to be on a solid foundation. I know a lot of people move in, need a little, the cough drop button, like on the radio. I think a lot of people move in out of necessity financially because they're like, oh, it's cheaper, obviously, to have two people sharing a rent. And that totally makes sense. But I will say that if you're not on solid ground before, you're really going to get a crash course in your partner and what they do and how they live. And I think spending time at each other's places, I think a lot of people did that this year, probably spent a lot of time at their partner's place um, because of COVID. But I think getting a good idea for how that person is. They're not going to suddenly be a neat freak if they move in with you or they're not, you know, they're not going to change anything drastically. So I think beyond solid ground and Justin's showing me his phone and it's a Marin Morris song, the bones when the bones are good, the rest don't matter. Uh, That's, that's my advice. Yeah. If the bones are good, then, then you can, it's time to move in. Yeah. I think we're past the like waiting to move in until after you're married. A lot of people do that and I respect that. And that's, it's just, I think a lot more people now are moving in. Well, I think there's a, they lot, have to. there's a lot you find out about your partner once you move in with them that you wouldn't have known living separately. Right. So one thing, and the one thing about us having to move in together so early is we never really had that what time do I pick you up for our date? You know, we were always in the same place getting ready and then walking out of the house, which it makes me so sad. I, I never got to, you never had to go to my door and get I me. I'd always tell you that I want you to do that one day. I, I got to do that. Let me get ready and then come pick me up. Maybe tonight for Valentine's day. I'll <laughs> come knock on the door. I know. I think we could do it. I do still like to get ready kind of away from you, but it gets harder. Well, I like to give you your space and let you do your thing because I'm usually like, um, like hey, I need to we gotta leave in ten dryer. minutes, and you're like, uh, don't pressure me. I'm I'm fast when I get in the zone, but yeah, um, yeah. There's no answer. I think it's just when it feels right and make sure everything's everything's on solid ground at that point. Okay, Caitlin, 29 from LA, said. If you and JT were single, how I know would who you navigate is. dating in these times? I think I know who this is. Yes. Um, Hi, Kate. <laughs> again, technology. It's so, it's, I'm so, I love the like idea of old fashioned dating and all that, but I feel like FaceTime, I want to, was it Skype? I feel like when we were dating, it played such a big role in our relationship. And I think for us, if you're already dating, I think that technology is key, especially if you know we were long distance. But I think finding someone, I think we go back to Craig, 43 from Canada, and I think a lot of it's going to be online right now until things kind of get back to whatever the normal is going to be. So I don't know if this is a question of how to meet someone or if we were, if we were single, how would we find? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just this whole last year has been so hard on so many people and so many different facets of life. It's just, it's just crazy. And I don't know what we do. I know. Right now, honestly, I don't know what, I mean, what are some of your friends doing? Cora? I, I don't know. I think I, it's a lot of on, it's just online. Like, I don't think there's a lot of, even if you're out to a restaurant, everything's spaced. It's not like you're going to meet someone at a concert or 
hanging at the bar. I think it's everyone's just on their own. So I think right now, unfortunately, it's kind of an online situation. Or if you have a friend that can hook you up with someone that they know and you can find a way to safely, I guess, meet online and then decide to go on a date. It's a very, I know this is like such a difficult time and I feel like a lot of people are dealing with a lot of things mental health wise and everyone is lonely and a lot of people are going pretty stir crazy. So definitely feel for, for those people. Yeah. I think honestly right now, I think it's best to maybe focus on, on yourself and some things that you want to uh, improve on, in your own life and yeah, hopefully like reset. yeah hit a reset button um, make some changes that you've kind of wanted to change but didn't think you had the time to and hopefully um, sometime sooner than later um, you know we'll get this COVID stuff under control and we can start to getting back to um, you know being able to leave the house so um, I, I think if you improve yourself obviously you'll be more comfortable and, and in a better place to be able to sustain a relationship. I agree. Okay. Liliana 34 from Colton, California. I always have stopped and got gas there on the way out to Arizona. So hi Liliana. Colton Nighthawks <laughs> played baseball for him. Travel team. <laughs> what do you do if your significant other goes for a different sports team? I actually prefer this. I think that makes it fun. I love a good rivalry and I also think it's cool. Like, when the bears were in the first, well, they were trying to get in the playoffs this year. You were rooting for them when the dolphins were trying to make it into the playoffs this year. I was rooting for them as long as they're not playing each other. I think it's fun. I know college, you know, USC, UCLA were different. I still don't understand why you were for USC, but I get it. Your college didn't have a football team, so that's fine. And now I kind of like it. I kind of like the rivalry. It's fun. I think that's not a deal breaker in any sense. I think in baseball it's tricky because obviously I'm going to root for your team that you're playing yeah. for. I will forever be a White Sox fan, and I'm sure I will pick up that active fanism when you're done playing and um, maybe take you to a game there with the pinwheels spinning <laughs> in the outfield. But yeah, I don't think that's a problem at all. I think it's more fun. I w could see this maybe being someone who's dating a Giants fan. That's probably my guess. Yeah. Or an Angels fan. Liliana, I'll tell you this. <laughs> Court has a lot harder time handling losing than I do. So in our relationship, especially in the USC-UCLA rivalry, uh, you know, she gets pissed. Yeah, I'm not when, uh When UCLA loses and uh, I just make sure I don't, gloat or be that happy about it and when UCLA wins you know I kind of support her and and be happy for her um although you know deep inside I'm always pumped and rooting for USC whatever okay next question Cameron 23 <laughs> from St. George Utah how do you ask the other person how they feel about you wow be bold yeah I think I Again, technology, if you're afraid to ask someone something, texting is a great way to do it. Although I don't think it's the best because I think people can polish their answer and not maybe give you the most authentic answer and they have more time to think about it. This might be a more point blank question. So I think you just have to ask. And I think that's scary, obviously, because the yeah. answer might not be what you want. But mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, you want 
you want to know the truth. And if someone, you know, you ask someone, okay, where is this going? How do you feel about me? And they're giving you the runaround, then, you know, there's your answer. And obviously that's more difficult, but it's better, you know, that now than before you get really invested in that. A hundred percent. I think it's something that you just have to build up the courage and obviously you might not hear what you want to hear, but in the end, you'll be better for it. Um, getting an answer sooner rather than later and wasting away days, months, years, um, not knowing where someone actually is at, uh, you know, looking back, you'll, you'll probably regret that. So build up the courage, maybe have one little beverage of liquid courage Wow, going into it. Not, not too many because you want (laughs) to, you want to have a good conversation here, but um, just to kind of take down the little inhibitions. And a maybe they want to know as well where you stand. Yeah. So maybe they're both like, oh, I'm so glad you asked that. I wanted to have this conversation about where we're at. I think if you can't assume or you don't know, I think that both parties would definitely appreciate having that conversation. I, uh, don't start it with, we need to talk. No, definitely don't do that. But yeah. Okay. Let's go. This one's fun. Maybe for you, Mr. Uh Albert 33 from LA. Is there such thing as a timeline with someone you really love? (laughs) Just going to toss that to you. Um, well, you know, court and I dated for, what was it? Six years, five, five years before we got engaged, six before we got married. Almost five. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I used to joke around with her while we were dating. Um, and, Tell her every time she mentioned getting married, uh, I would tack on. Or if someone asked you. Or if someone asked me. I know Cindy Cindy Alice would ask all the time. Yeah. And you would tack on a month for her. Every time someone asks me when we're getting married, I'm adding an extra month until we actually do it as a joke. But no, I, I don't think there's a timeline. I think that obviously at some point, um, someone's going to want to see like that commitment in a relationship. Um, so I don't know if it's someone that you can see yourself spending the rest of your life with, um, unless there's some other outside factors, uh, financial or jobs or, or something that's going on that might prohibit it. I, if you think you're going to see yourself spend the rest of your life with someone, then, uh, I don't know what you're waiting for. A great question, baby. I don't, I don't know what I was waiting for. Either. That's true. No, I think there's that weird pressure in baseball where everyone just assumes you get married within a year. There's so many couples that and I've met. And then have kids within four days. Yeah. I feel like there's so many couples that I've met. I'm like, oh, when did you meet? And they're like six months ago and they have a ring on their finger and you're like, oh, wow, this is like a full fast track. And I do think baseball is different because you do have to decide if you're going to be serious kind of right out the gate. Like, I think you can't really do it halfway yeah. Like I admire, like, obviously I was still in school when we met. And so that obviously required some juggling and all of that. But I think with this and with, you know, certain jobs, you have to be like in or out, I feel like right away. Cause you can't, I don't know, you can't really be like dating someone casually in this, at least in my opinion. So I think in terms of timeline in relationship, I think if it's right, things will kind of just flow naturally. I mean, there's some people that have been dating for like 10 plus years. And obviously that's, I don't know, that works for them. And maybe they don't have intentions of getting married and all of that. But I think things will kind of just progress naturally if you guys are in a good place and, you know, everyone's open and honest about their intentions. 
Yeah, one of the things that I think pushed us back a little bit was, uh, other than the mentioning of it, like you had a list of stuff that you're like, oh my God, like I just do not want to be proposed to this way or this way or this way. <laughs> and so trying to figure out like a creative way. Excuses. In a, in a, in a Did I really weird... have that many things that I said no? Well. You said nothing to do with no. baseball. You're like, I won't propose at baseball. Yeah, that's, I don't, I don't like that. I, that takes away from. I'm always sad when the couples get engaged at games. I was in, sitting directly in front of a couple that got engaged at a spring training game and they were there by themselves. They're on the jumbotron. Yay. Happy kiss. Everyone turns around and claps. And then the game just continued. And then I looked behind me and they're just kind of sitting there. And so I'm like, no one's there to like bring them a drink or like celebrate or hug them. And then it's like, yay. And then it's just kind of like, oh, there it is. I don't know. Yeah. But you don't know. You don't know their story. You don't know if that's what maybe that's what. No, I know. I just wanted to like celebrate them of, more. I thought know, about yeah, being like, can yeah. I get you a drink or like a you should have bought them a, a drink. nacho? Should have bought him a drink. I should have got him a drink or a nacho. Well, a not, you should have got him a nacho. Yeah, a celebratory I mean, engagement nacho. That's I think all we, I wanted. I think we've <laughs> told this story before, but right after we got engaged, we went straight to Taco Bell Cantina on the strip. We did in Vegas. Yeah, and you for sure ordered a nachos bel grande. So it was engagement the nachos or daytime it's a thing. Taco Bell. I'm telling you, it is fresher and it hits different. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so yeah. Timeline, there we go. Just whatever feels right. Okay, how, I'm going to skip that one, though. I don't know why you starred that one. Um, <laughs> I didn't star anything. How do you feel about your partner traveling to different cities, going out, and staying faithful? 33-year-old, they didn't have their name. D. Young was their name on Instagram. Wait, what's the question? How do you deal with your partner traveling to different cities, going out, and staying faithful? I feel like my only, I don't even say rule, but just what I like. And this is just because I'm anxious in general and I just always worry about you getting home safe. So obviously can't really do much now, but if you would go grab a drink with a friend or whatever, I would always just say, make sure your phone's on mm -hmm. and then just text me before you go to bed. I'd feel like I don't worry about it. If I was worrying about it, I don't think I would be with you. <laughs> I always say my rule is like in everything, like don't ever make me look stupid. So just in everything you do, like carry yourself in a manner where if someone, I don't know, this sounds shady, but like if someone sees you, like nothing looks bad or like there's nothing that I'm going to like be annoyed at anything that you're doing or wherever you're at or whoever you're with, like just carry yourself in a way that is respectful. Well, I think I've been pretty lucky and being on teams with groups of guys that are genuinely good people. So um, a lot of it has to do with the people you're around, I think. And if you're going out or doing something on the road with, you know, good people and people that your significant other trusts and knows, then, you know, there's not a whole lot to worry about. But it's a real thing if you're going out with, um, some questionable characters, obviously there's a little bit of, of concern there. So, and that information travels very fast. I feel like on, <laughs> on teams yeah. who are the questionable characters. So if you're like, Oh, I'm going, but even then it's like, it's, you have to trust your partner. And I think obviously in the beginning, there's this kind of, I don't know. I even had friends who were like, Oh, aren't you worried about dating an athlete? And it's like, well, I mean, no, like not really. I mean, I get like, I don't know. I feel like more people come up to you and I've definitely had situations where, I mean, 
<laughs> there's been things on social media where like I took a photo of you with a girl at a bar and then I see the photo like tagged of you on Instagram and the girl's like, oh, hung out with Turner all night. Like he bought me a drink, like he he. And it's like people can write whatever they want. And so I feel like just early on, like I had to get that in check and like be able to just trust you. Like people can take whatever and run with it. And I mean, I'm those sure you funny. Those were funny though. I know. But I feel like even if you're out to like a drink with like your sister in the beginning, people were probably like, Oh, I saw Justin out with a girl. It's just like, everyone's going to say or do whatever. So I think at the end of the day, you just have to trust your partner. And if it all that's, comes down to trust. Yeah. If that's not right, then you're going to be up at night worrying about it. But I'm more up at night worrying about you, like walking back to your hotel safely and nothing happening yeah. to you. So that's kind of why I'm always like, make sure your phone's charged and just text me before you go to bed. I don't want to be the person that's like, what are you doing? When are you coming home? Are you leaving? Are you da 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 da? Because again, I think going back to, I think it's healthy to do things without each other and, you know, you to have your own life as well. So you got to miss each other. Definitely. And I want the same thing. I want to be able to go out with my friends and not worry about it or not whatever. So I think, yeah, I don't really, it's not really a concern of mine. You don't, when you're out with your friends, the last thing you want to see is a phone call from me because you go into straight panic, anxiety. I'm like, what happened? Something happened to the dog yeah. or something went no, wrong. No, it's true. And so, yeah, I I don't want to yeah. put that anxiety on you. Definitely. Okay. Allie 40 from Palmdale. That's where we got little Mooner. Palmdale. Um, What is your way of getting over stuff? I imagine like fights, arguments, that kind of thing. And we also had a comment when someone read my post and thought that it was um, to send me advice for relationships. Someone said that their husband and them have a three-day rule where when they fight about something, they're not allowed to bring it up after three days, which <laughs> that is so funny and not ever happening because I love to be like, remember when you pissed me off on September 8th in 2013? Let's talk about that right now. <laughs> she's not lying <laughs> that's a classic i'll like think of something and then i'm mad at you you might like make me mad in my dream and i'm like you did this in my dream it's messed up and you're mad at me yeah it's true well it's like, like not it's a good feeling dream yeah i think i don't know i'm i'm bad at this one because i i don't know especially in friendships and everything when i'm wronged i have a hard time getting over like a grudge or something I have a hard time putting it to bed I want to be over the fight because I want to be like happy and love on you when we get in a fight but I'm not it's really hard for me to shake things if I get upset by something yeah I agree I, I need to work on my forgiveness I agree me too though yeah we all do we all need to be better at it I think stuff happens people have faults people make mistakes and um, hopefully you get a heartfelt sincere apology and and then you can forgive them and and move forward and continue to grow yeah I think it's important to talk about what makes you mad though I think you have to 100%. just kind of put it out there and I think that was the hardest part when we were first dating and you would be at the field and I would be I'd have a question about something or I'd want to know something and the not being able to like talk to you when you were at the field I was like oh this sucks like I have to wait hours and hours and hours and hours and it would just like build <laughs> And I was like, I'm going to hit him with this right when he comes off the field. I can't wait. But Nothing like having a good game or a bad game and then <laughs> coming out and it's just like, like 
what is this and what happened here? And you're like, whoa. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Can I get a heads up? No, that was it. No, I think, <laughs> yeah, just putting it all out there and sorting it out. And then I would love to say that I'm the person that like once you get it out and you get whatever you want from it to move on, but I'm not. I think if you can be that person, that's great. But I don't know. I think just with me, it's a hard time for me to to get over things. The three-day rule is cool. I guess three days is a long time though because like it, you get in a fight on Friday and then Sunday night you're like, P.S. I'm still pissed. All right, I'm done. <laughs> I don't know. That's good. That's good on you guys. I think for like little, like little, little stuff, like obviously, but I don't know. Sometimes when I like to just bring up random stuff from the past, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Why not? It's so fun. Keep it, keep it exciting. Okay. We're wrapping up here. Let's do, let's do a couple more. Um, should I wait until college to have a boyfriend? I'm scared that my priorities will change. Oh, that's a good one. Um, I wish, I mean, I, this? I don't know. It's anonymous. So anonymous. when I was in high school, I had a friend's dad say, I don't even know what came up or how this came up, but they said, you're only going to keep about three friends from high school for life. And I wish that I had really processed that information because I think you go through so much in school and you worry about so much and you worry about what other people think or you worry about fights with people or bullying or relationships that you're in. And you just think at that point, like your only lens is like high school is my life and high school is my whole world. And I wish that I could tell more people that the things that happen in high school are like really don't matter. Like you'll laugh about them later, but I don't know. I always think like the girls that were so mean in high school, like they're not doing too great right now. So like you kind of just like you have to do your own thing and like let them kind of live their own sad little lives. I know this is like a, a tangent, but I, it's related. I think like focusing so much on having a boyfriend in high school and like putting all of that into that, if you already are recognizing, you know, that this could shift your priorities, I would say go with that. And obviously you can't help it if you meet someone and you like them and you want to be in a relationship. But I think it's already a good sign that you're recognizing that that could affect your priorities and what really matters to you. hundred percent. I mean, I'm not going to say that you might not meet your future husband, wife, um, baby of your kids in high school. I think we have I, I like know, two uh, from my high school class. We had like 450 people in my graduating class. And I think we have two couples. Uh, actually, I think one of them just got a divorce. We have one. I think I know. I think I know quite a few people who met and married their high school sweetheart. So yeah. I'm not going to say it's not possible or not going to happen. But I do think that there's so much opportunity in the world to go out and do what you want to do and chase your dreams and accomplish your dreams. And maybe your dream is to get married and have a family. And that's amazing and that's what you want to do but if if you have dreams that those kind of you know aren't the priority then I would say don't let anything distract you from your dreams and and go do what you want to do and um, if you meet someone along the way that sweeps you off your feet and and uh, you decide to change course then then so be it but I I think you go after your dreams especially at a young age I think any relationship has a degree of compromise, no matter what, even For if sure. it's the best relationship, 100%. you are going to have to make adjustments and changes. So if you, 
have these big dreams, not saying that it's not wonderful to have a partner by your side to support you and help you get to those. But I do think it does affect things, you know, down the road. And I think that's getting way ahead of yourself to talking to someone about a boyfriend in high school. But I guess like even through college and and all of that, you know, if they get into grad school in a certain city and then you have to decide if you're moving that, you know, everything involves choices and, and I guess a level of compromise. So I think, yeah, if something comes your way, then that's great. But I think, my par- yeah. My parents met in high school. Oh. Well, I think they met in middle school actually, but. Well, congrats, John and Betsy. You're one of the lucky few. I knew that. Yeah. I definitely knew that. Um, no, it definitely, it definitely happens. Dave and Trisha, I think, are high school sweethearts. There's a lot of them in baseball, definitely. Clayton, Clayton and Ellen. Yeah, there's a lot in baseball, I will say that. But in my high school, we weren't, we didn't have that many. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely possible. I mean, I dated all over the place in high school. I mean, everyone does. I think looking back, there were definitely things that I just made myself sound like a floozy about town. <laughs> All but over, no. she's seen all of Chesterton, folks. I mean, I had to manage it, though. I was in all the extracurriculars and dating and all of this, but there were definitely times when you pick going and seeing your friends or your boyfriend, your partner over school stuff, and you look back and you're like, wow, I didn't make the right choice. But I think also part of finding out what you want a relationship is like important dating and learning yeah. what partners you want and what things you value in a partner, so... I don't know. I think you're on the right track. Recognize your priorities and and allow them not to shift. But if something comes along, then why not keep it's it in check? Some some advice. Some this is some advice that I give to hitters, and we talk about it every day <laughs> with um, my hitting guy Doug Lada. Is you don't want to, especially in the off season, you don't want to come to the cage and hit every day and feel absolutely amazing because then you're never going to grow. You're never going to learn. You're never going to f- have to figure out how to make adjustments and fix things and, and get better. And I think that's kind of the same thing here. You don't want to not date at all because then you're not going to have room to grow in your dating life and have that experience and learn what you like and don't like and what you want and don't want in a relationship. Um, so it's good to go in and date and fail because then you learn your lessons and you grow and you know exactly what you want later in life and and you find the girl your dreams like the one sitting across from me oh that's sweet babe thanks i tried <laughs> okay let's rapid fire these last couple i'm like moving on oh, too much man. love in the air um okay people not in relationships do you buy or sell valentine's day gifts absolutely Heavy on the chocolate. Any relationship or any Valentine's Day where I wasn't in a relationship, I loved going out with my girlfriends and going to dinner and all of that. And so, what's the movie? Valentine's Day, right? Yeah, everyone Jessica calls it Galentine's Day. They should have like Guyentine's Day. Is that a yeah. thing? <laughs> I think if you're not in a relationship, it, you can still celebrate love or just that feeling. I know everyone says it's like the Hallmark holiday and it's cheesy, but I think it is a good. I always think it's cool. Is it Jessica Beale that hosts the like party at the restaurant? Yeah, with um. Uh, Anne Hathaway, right? Yeah. Is she in it too? Uh, everyone's in all it. All those movies. Everyone's in that Yeah, movie. like New Year's Eve, Valentine's Day. They have like all those. Yeah, it's a very star-studded event. But yeah. Yeah, you celebrate it. For I sure. agree. Self-love. Getting back to that. Um, mom with kids doesn't want to feel insecure when trying to date. Maribel, 37, from LA. I think if you date someone, you obviously bring up your kids right away and you expect them to be honest if they're 
find dating someone with kids, especially if you meet online, make sure that's a part of your profile and your account and they see that. And I think, I think that's always the best when you see someone that marries someone that already has kids and they just love and embrace their kids. I think that's probably like does a woman in when they're like, okay, this guy loves me and my kids. That's what more could you want? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't think you should feel insecure dating yeah, someone if you have children. Not. There's plenty of people that are going to love you as a mom and love your kiddos too. hundred percent. Okay. And then this one's kind of just a question for us, but we'll finish with it. Favorite outdoor activities to do together. Cynthia 27 Reseda. We like our nightly walks through the neighborhood. Especially, I feel like we fell in love with these during COVID, but we do our three-mile walk every single night with the dogs, and we get to chat and catch up and relax, watch the sunset. It's, it's honestly favorite. it's honestly our best forum for communication. Like, yeah. we go on these three-mile walks. It no phones. usually takes us about an hour. No phones. Um, except for the last couple of days because there's a lot of stuff going on. Oh yeah. So well, there I, were I calls from the me. agent and all that, but, but yeah, that's, um, usually it's, I gave that a pass. <laughs> usually it's no phones and just the, the conversations are, um, you know, better than any conversation we have in any other setting. Cause there's just so many distractions, yeah. uh, when you're around the house and TVs are on or music's on or, your phone's in in your hand or my hand it's just hard to have that like engaging conversation so every single night we do this three mile walk with the dogs and it's been i think it's been amazing for us as partners to just grow and and be able to have that time to talk about anything and everything that's going on and yeah um yeah get it get it all out on the table when there's big decisions or big conversations that had to had to be had and um i love it i think that's our by far our best outdoor activity yeah i agree go out and take a walk even by myself when you're on the road i love that just i don't even put in headphones most days and i just go and take a walk i think it's the best it really turns your brain on really yeah you start thinking about stuff that you didn't even know you would think about because yeah. get some fresh air yeah or listen right. to holding court. I have a lot of people say, "There you go." They love when these come out, and then they get to go take a long walk. Babe, I'm so ner- I'm so nervous that people are gonna like take this advice to I heart. I think it was good. It's not gonna I think work. I don't know. I I'm I, excited I hope for we helped someone or feedback. at least got an interesting perspective from our point of view. I guess I love it. I love it. I think it was great. And I would love to have other couples on here. I think and tackle questions or I don't know any kind of questions any advice questions I think that would be so fun to have just like a yes double date forum a hundred percent and talk about everything so I think that's gonna wrap it up so you're saying we're gonna try to do this again like maybe every other month once a month I don't know we'll see What's we'll see what we'll see what everyone says yeah if you guys like it and drop me a line it, yeah let's do it and we'll get another couple on here with us and it'll be fun I love it. All right. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Happy Valentine's Day.